Greetings. Hello and welcome. The archival recording you are about to hear was sourced from live streaming audio in an effort to expand content reach. I have decided to repurpose the show as an audio podcast. I have done my best to remaster the audio quality for your ears, but I have chosen to leave its content and length unedited. So you may hear reference to visual cues not described in said audio. If you'd like to see the original live streaming video podcast this recording comes from, please head over to youtube.com slash C slash from us films, LLC, or just search from us F R U M E S S. And don't forget to like share and subscribe audio from episode to episode will also vary in quality. Sorry about that. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Jeff from us. Hello, how are you? Welcome back to the show. Um, I'm a little nervous tonight because this is very sort of impulsive of me. I've been following the story and I, I'm like, I, I can't wrap my mind around it. I find it very, it's a very interesting story. It's, it's almost like a, it's a litmus test, I think, for like the state of everything right now in a way um, because, and, and here's the thing, I'm not here to weigh in morally. I'm not here to take a side. I don't have a side. I don't know what's right and I don't know what's wrong. Well, I do. I mean, I, there are some things that are, that feel wrong and there are some things that are understandable and it's something, what's going on? Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. See, you turn on your notifications and you know when we're here. But um, yeah, I figured I would, you know, I collected a couple of things and I figured I would sort of weigh it out. And <laughs> Mr. Red, oh, hold your horses, Mr. Red. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Um, yeah, I just, I just think it's a very interesting sort of like look at the state of things. And it's going to be very difficult to sort of discuss this because there are so many words that I can't use on YouTube. So I'm going to be heavily censoring myself and trying my best to negotiate this topic in a way where I'm going to not like try to say the right thing, try to say it appropriately try to um, sort of come to a, an understanding uh, as best I can. I think I already did. So now I'm finally ready to do a video about it. Because as soon as this popped up, I was like, I, I want to do a video about this. I'm very, it's a very interesting case. And I think that it's going to be, I think that this, while some people are looking at it one way or another way, I think no matter what, something like this is going to set a precedent for the future to come. I think that much is for certain. Like it's going to be 100% like, like people are going to refer to this case in future matters and, you know, other cases, other cases might come along just like it. Who knows? No, you're not being promised. I'm actually here. I'm actually here. Hello, Donald. Hello, Dagger. I got that tape of the ship thrown away back from Cuba. Um, so, 
so yeah, all right. So so let's just jump in, right? Let's like let's take a look. Ready? We're we're gonna we're gonna take a look here. So basically, the <laughs> this is so crazy. Like you know, it's funny. I feel like things, and again, I'm going to try to avoid as much political stuff as possible. Um, I I don't think things have been the same since 2016. I feel like we stepped into a crazy world with headlines so surreal that no, not none of the guys, I feel like the, the South Park writer's room is going like, it, are, like, is this... Did they, is there a leak in our writer's room? Like that kind of thing. It's like every headline is something incredibly surreal and almost like Dada-ish a little bit, I guess, maybe. And, um, you know, here's the thing. I see the point from both sides. One, maybe a little bit more one side than I do the other. I don't know if I agree with the methods, but at the same time, I don't know how one would go about seeking any kind of satisfaction. You know, like, I feel like, like, so here's the thing, you know, we live in a society today where everything is black and white. Everything is black and white. It's either black or it's white. If you think it's black, then that means you're on the black side. If you think it's white, that means you're on the white side. You can't be on the black side and think something is white. You can't be on the white side and think something is black. It, we, we deal in, in this day and age, we deal in matters of absolutes. Everything is an absolute. But what's interesting is that you have a situation like this where nothing falls into the right place where it's supposed to be. You know, it's just like politics where, you know, you go down the line and you believe this, this, and this, and this, because that's your political party. And that's what you're supposed to believe. If you believe in this, then you believe in this. And then this sort of cancels out this, you know? Um, there's no, there's no independent thought. So, and so I've been just absolute, like I said, I've been fascinated to no end and wanted to unpack this. So let's, let's go in. So the Nirvana, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. The Nirvana X baby is suing Nirvana or the Nevermind baby is suing Nirvana. This is the guy from the, like one of the most iconic album covers of an, from an album, one of the one of the greatest selling albums of all time sold 30 million copies. Do the math, do the friggin' math. Millions, hundreds of millions of dollars of revenue have been generated from this album of music with that album cover. And this dude has had 30 million, 30 million copies of that dude, that dude's visage have gone out into the world. I mean, he's the most, probably one of the most famous babies out there, right? Like, you know, or baby pictures out there. So, so there's that, that's, that's the first thing. Right. Um, and then the way that he's sort of th this guy, uh, what's his name again? Uh, crap. What was his name? What is the guy's name? I'm so bad at this. Uh, I think his name is Steven. Maybe. No. What is the, what is the kid's name? The guy, he's not a baby anymore. He's a guy. Where, where's the guy's name? Hold on. Let me find the guy's name. I got I got a bunch of materials out here. Uh, Spencer. So Spencer has seemingly embraced. He's embraced this identity for for years and years and years. He's recreated the photos so many times. He's definitely, in some cases, benefited 
right? He's benefited from, from being the Nirvana baby in the sense that he got, um, I was reading that he had an internship for five years with Shepard Ferry, famous, you know, uh, artist, right? That came from the fact that he was the, 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 um, the, the Nirvana baby. But I don't think, but here's the thing. There's two, there seems to be two sides to this issue, one, uh, or two sides of this cap. When you're talking about the black and white-ness of, of it all, one side is um, dude is just trying to get some money. He's just trying to get a payday. He, uh, he should have known better. Like he knew he's done this so many times. He was perfectly okay with being the, uh, the Nirvana baby until one day he decided he was not and wanted to seek financial compensation. And then there's this other side where people are like, whoa, like they're kind of like, they're kind of like looking at this thing going like, holy crap. Like this dude, his naked visage is on this cover. We'll call it, we're going to use the word wee wee because I don't want to say any other word. I don't know if that'll get me in trouble or not on Facebook. This guy's wee wee is exposed to the world 30 million times over the course of 30 years. Think about that. 30 million times over the course of 30 years. And Pete, I, I saw this comment also online. I guess he is still swimming after that dollar. I mean, that's... That it's and that's a funny joke. That's definitely a funny joke. But there's also like sort of like th- th- there's like a bunch of stuff that sort of that sort of mirrors this particular case. One thing is the Me Too aspect of it all. There's like a Me Too aspect of this where there are some people who seem to be like, you know, he you know, he's asking for it, or like, you know, in the sense of like he kept doing the cover over and over. So how are you suddenly not okay with it now if you keep, and you hear that all the time with these, some of these Me Too stories where a, a victim of SA will go back to where they were victimized, where, you know, or work again with said, you know, uh, uh, person offender, you know, that kind of thing. And then it makes the court of public opinion judge that person for, you know, coming forward now. Why are you coming forward now? That's, that's another thing you see online. 30 years, you're coming forward now after 30 years. Like, that's ridiculous. You clearly just want money. You clearly just want attention. It's the 30th anniversary. But you have to think that, you know, there was an interview from 2016 where he's talking about how he's kind of not okay with it anymore. You have to think that if he wasn't okay with it back then and he was thinking about suing, that of course he would wait for the 30th anniversary because that's what he's most likely going to get some kind of payday or settle. So maybe there is some, some sort of strategy behind that. Uh, and it's not a bad strategy if that's what your goal is. Now, here's the flip side of this. I have children. I don't know about any of you. I have children, okay? Um, I take photographs of my children all the time. I've taken, you know, if I take a photograph of my ch- child who that's not properly covered, like in an appropriate fashion for public, do you think I'm going to post that photo on social media? No, of course not. Why would I do that? Like, or at least I would blur out anything that might be inappropriate. Like, that's just like a natural common sense thing that you would do in the, as a parent in the age of social media, if you're going to post a photo of a child that may not be whatever. And then there's, you can get into levels of privacy. Some people keep their their social media completely private. Some people keep their 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 life as an open book. And you know, then you look at the YouTube's policies with 
with videos of children and there's just all this stuff. We don't live in the age of when this photo of this baby was taken for the Nevermind cover. We live in a different age. You know, it's different, man. Like it's not the same sort of, everything's changed, you know? We now live in an age of enlightenment on some levels. We live in an age where of hypocrisy. There's a lot of hypocrisy from both sides, mind you. You know, there seem to be, sometimes there seems to be a thing where it's like a precedent, like a precedent is set for a level of morality on one thing, but then there there's another thing that happens and everybody's completely okay with it. You know, there's like that, you know. So what I find interesting, I see some people online who are like, you know, might be shaking their head about this and like, you know, the fact that he that he's trying to get a payday or something or whatever his motivations might be in what he is doing. But then at the same time, want you to believe women in uh, in a situation of me, too, you know. And then there's like, well, wait a minute, what, what you're confusing this thing with this thing, this thing is not that thing, this thing is a different thing. But the point is, the, the one thing that is the same, at least I think the one the observation that I'm drawing to a conclusion, and you could totally disagree with me. And I'm not here, like I said, I'm not here to I have no hill to die on on this thing. I'm, I'm I don't know myself, I honestly don't know. But one thing can be for sure, you could draw a line to and it's the idea that people will people kind of change how they feel about something over time. You know what I mean? And in that aspect, this thing is similar to this thing where someone might've been okay or accepting of the reality of, of things. And then all of a sudden for whatever reasons, and here's the thing, we can't really, we can't really judge. Wait, what? Oh, well, I'm glad you're back. I'm, I'm sorry that you got unsubscribed. I've noticed that. That happens sometimes. Um, we, I, I don't really, I can't really judge because I don't know. I'm not in that situation. Nobody's seen my wee-wee, my baby wee-wee 30 million times, you know, for 30 years. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't, I don't know how, what that does to a person's mentality or psyche or being known. Because here's the other thing too. I think there's also like uh, this thing of identity, maybe like it's the idea of like, I'm, this is my identity. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the Nirvana baby. You know what I mean? Even though I'm a 30 year old man, I'm the Nirvana baby and everybody's seen my wee wee. And like, maybe I'm not okay with that anymore. Maybe like I've tried so hard to embrace that or I've embraced that for so many years and then something changes. The dude has never mind tattooed on his chest. The dude has recreated the photo like six or seven times. You know what I mean? And then there's like another aspect too, where it's kind of like, you would think like, well, why isn't this dude like exploiting the hell out of this for, you know, all it's worth if he's okay with it? Like if he like embraces his identity, like look at, we're in the age of NFT, which is like a digital, it's basically a digital painting. Like you could, he could be selling this stuff as like digital and he could be making a fortune if he wanted to. You know, but instead he's choosing to sue. I don't know. It's it's all it's all really fascinating. But let's let's go back for a second. And I have to be very careful because, like I said, I don't want to expose the full. Photo here. I really don't. This is uh, this is tricky business. This is tricky business. Okay, we're gonna go to screen two. We're gonna share that. 
uh, oh, I don't have permissions. Let's see why that is the case. It's not letting me share my screen. Yes, blah, 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 blah. Oh, this is annoying. Go to preferences, allow Chrome to access screen. Go to preferences, security, privacy. This is really messing me up here. Preferences, security, privacy. Oh, you know what, I'm just gonna do it. I'll just do it article by article then. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go article by article then. That's the only way to do this properly. You gotta be very careful. I'm a little nervous. I'm, I'm actually sweating a little bit because I don't want the wrong thing. Oh God, this is really, this is dangerous business here. Who knows what's gonna happen? All right, let's try it out. Let's try it out. Ready? One, two, three. Okay, we're okay. We're okay. Good, good. All right. So as you can see, this is the making of, this is like a behind the scenes making of the, the thing. And here's another thing too, that I want to, uh, uh, another thing to acknowledge, you know, there's a lot of people that are against circumcision, right? Like, I think the circumcision connotation comes into it. There are a lot of people who feel that like against your consent, whether it's whatever hygiene or no hygiene, the idea that you have this done, this thing done to you as a baby against your will with, with, without you having a say, and that it does affect some areas of your life, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, whether it's for religious reasons or whatever, I happen to be a Jew. You know, it's like part of being a Jew is to do this thing. Um, but there is that aspect too. It's the same, once again, the same sort of theme here of like, I'm too young to consent for this to happen. And I'm kind of like, I'm kind of fucked up over the fact that this happened to me after all this time. So that's another interesting thing to look at. Whoa, we got Loki in the house. Loki, I missed you, man. How you doing? How you doing, Loki? Hope you're well, buddy. Hope you're well. Been a long time. Got to come on the show soon. Um, so this guy says, I was hired as a designer out of art school and I worked my way up to an art director position. I was excited when I heard that Geffen was going to sign Nirvana. So I went and asked if I could work on it. Nobody at the label had any idea it was going to be that big. But once I got an advanced, advanced cassette copy, I was blown away. Um, they say part of Nevermind's success was almost certainly due to its incredible cover created by Robert Fisher. Um, and that's the guy who just said he was the designer. Uh, after meeting with the band, Fisher learned that Co Kurt Cobain already had a vision for the cover. Um, Kurt wanted a baby being born underwater. Back then, before the internet, you would have to go down to the local bookstore and go through child birthing books to try and find photos. So that's what I did. But I was just like, there's no way we can make an album cover out of this. I couldn't find any really good pictures, and they were all way too graphic to use. After ruling out the childbirth idea, Fisher started exploring other options featuring babies underwater, but he realized the image needed something else. We thought, okay, we got to make it more than just a baby underwater. So Kurt came up with the idea of adding a fish hook to make it more menacing. We spent the afternoon sitting around thinking about all the fun things that we could put on the fish hook. One idea was a piece of meat, like a big raw steak. Another was a CD or something, or, or something to kind of symbolize music. We went to lunch and we were like, how about a burrito? Oh, there's a dog. What about a dog? It just went on for hours. I don't remember who said a dollar. It seems like a dollar bill is so obvious, man. Um, 
Good. Loki, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk, Loki. We will talk. Um, Freaking, it just went on for hours. I don't remember who said dollar bill, but everyone was like, that's pretty good. And that's what it ended up being. The thing with the whole process, Kurt didn't come up with it like a grand plan or a message. He just wanted uh, that he wanted to get across. It all kind of came together organically, although it seems so blatantly like obvious that like that would be the message. Like it really is. It's a brilliant album cover. You know, baby wee wee's aside or not. <laughs> it's a brilliant album cover. Um, so it was like one step led to another step that led to another. Now that they had a concept, Fisher needed to find a photographer to execute it. He soon found the perfect person, Kirk Weddle. So here's an actual, this is behind the scenes. That's what it looked like. They had this ladder out. They were in a swimming pool and they, they had the, they had like babies and they're like taking pictures of babies under the water. Um, they had, they, they used to have these things called workbooks, big thick catalogs where photographers would buy a page or two and they'd send them out to creatives to try and get work. And this one guy in there, one of his taglines was that he specialized in submerged humans. And I thought, yeah, that's our guy. That was Kirk Weddle. All right. This is where we got to be careful now because, all right, I'm not going to scroll down because I'm afraid. So now we're going to stop that one. Let's stop this. We're going, now we're going to, we're going to go to our next article. We have to be very careful, you guys. Yeah, this one we got to be careful with. Because um, right now we're, we're telling the story of how we got to this place before we we hear from our, our this dude, this um, uh, naked baby man who he's not, he's not a baby and he's not naked, but like everybody thinks of him as a baby. It's like, that's what I'm saying. Like the dude's identity, the dude's identity is linked with the fact that he was a naked baby on the cover of a photo forever. You know what I mean? Like forevermore, he's going to be that thing. Like that's his identity. That's got to like screw with your head. No matter how much you try to embrace it, no matter how much you try to exploit it in some way, shape, or form, we're going to actually hear a little bit about that in a second. Hold on. Um, okay, so 30 years ago, after seeing a documentary on underwater birth, Kurt Cobain visualized the cover to Nirvana's first major label album, Nevermind in His Mind's Eye. The idea that he wanted to convey, even the most innocent human being can be hooked by money. Cobain's, so that's a different, that's very different from what we just saw. The idea he wanted to, uh, oh, sorry, uh, Cobain's idea toned down from a birthing scene to a picture of a young baby drifting underwater became one of the most iconic album covers of all time. The bait was $1 bill toward which the totally naked baby couldn't help himself from swimming. swimming. Wait, what? Yeah. Today, that baby is an adult who is suing for damages, alleging that the image constitutes CP. Figure out what CP is, you guys. I'm not going to say it out loud, right? C Carlos, we're going to get we're going to get to that. That's an interesting notion as well. That's an interesting notion as well. I'm not saying that he's going the right way about this or he's suing the right people per se, um, but. But there's definitely something to his like state of mind or his feelings about it now, because a lot of people are like, like, you know, calling shenanigans on the on the baby himself. And it's like he has I, I think he does have a right to feel the way that he does if he legitimately feels that way. And it's not just about cashing in because it could be from from a lawyer standpoint. 
They're going with the CP angle. Figure out what CP means, you guys. CP, C and P, because that's what we're going to call it here on the show. Uh, that the image constituted CP distributed with commercial intent. Now, do, do I think, I will state, I don't think that's the case at all. I don't believe that. I don't believe that it, it, it was distributed, it was intended to be CP. Um, and I don't believe that it was distributed with menacing content at all. It was an artistic statement that involved nudity um, coming from someone who was underage. And that in and of itself is a whole bunch of tangled wires and red tape that I'm not going to weigh in on because I don't like on one side, I'm like, yeah, art. Like, you know, there's this whole thing about like, look at all the, look at all the paintings of, of babies, you know, throughout history. But then there's the other thing too of like, well, you know, there were like history's fucked up. Well, that's a fucked up shit where people did fucked up shit. It doesn't make it right just because it's history. You know what I'm saying? Like there's two, there's like two things here at play, you know, cause then there's like the press and, oh, so are we going to censor every, you know, angelic cherub baby in like Renaissance paintings because of this? No, but like, you know, again, different, different time, different age, different values, different understanding of things. And also not a real person like being naked. You know what I'm saying? Um, and here's the next line. I, I really like the way this article was written. This is, this is slate. Times change. Time changes us. The baby, now 30-year-old artist Spencer Eldon, may sincerely feel that his life has been wrecked by a fame he didn't ask for. There's nobody can deny that he did not ask for this fame. He did not ask to do that. I will. I'll, I'll talk to you, Carlos Loki. Um, Freaking, this is also, I mean, this is also important to say too. Slatch is right. There are actual victims of the crime that he claims, not to dismiss his feelings, but the claims, the claim infers much more horrific abuse. And I agree with that too, man. I think you're super valid on that. Like, that's what I mean. Like maybe the way he's going about it or not him, but perhaps his lawyer, you know, his lawyer seeing a friggin' payday from Nirvana, no less, $30 million album, you know, 30 million sold album. Like, of course, of course they're going to call it some something sensational. It, it works for their angle. It works for their case. It works for the idea that Spencer was traumatized in a way that he might not be traumatized, you know? And... And one more thing, I'm going to just address this comment that Ringmaster says, it's a photo of a guy as a baby. I'm sure if he walks down the street, nobody would know who he is. If he's got an issue, it's his parents that sold the image for a Coke and a hot dog. I mean, but you know, what's like crazy though, is that like, that's the thing about like, you know, psych psychology or, you know, like, you know, twisted up wires is that one moment. Like, you're like, yeah, like, I'm okay with this. I've got never, I mean, he has never mind tattooed on his chest. He's kind of like tied to the, and, and to think that everybody who knows him knows that he's the Nirvana baby. You know what I mean? Um, so there's definitely something to that too. And I really think that people are going to, the irony of the meaning, the irony of the meaning of the cover. Yeah, that's like, it's really is, it's art imitating life or it's life imitating art truly because the kid literally like fulfilled the prophecy of his, 
of, of his visage as a baby. You know what I mean? He literally fulfilled the album covers prophecy by doing what he's doing, or at least doing it in the way that he's doing it. You know, um, I suppose if there wasn't money involved that a lot of like naysayers would just be like, like would take him more seriously because they would think that it's not financially motivated. But of course, you know, n- uh, you know, with, with some, with a case like this, of course, money becomes involved. There's also another thing too, that we need to, to, to take note at from another, another side. Again, like I said, we're not here to say wh- which side is right or wrong. I'm not here to, I'm not a judge. I'm not here to pass definitive judgment on ev- anything. I just want to look at every single angle and like kind of like analyze it and try to understand it because it's a fascinating, it's a fascinating like precedent. It's a fascinating case study to me, at least. Um, So yeah, it says times change, time changes us. The baby, now 30 year old artist, Spencer Eldon may sincerely feel that his life has been wrecked by a fame that he did not ask for and never directly profited from, which is true. He did not directly profit from it. He did benefit it from it in other ways as a byproduct, but it wasn't like there was no like trust fund that was set up with him from the royalties that would come from the photograph or whatever. However, that stuff can or cannot work. You know what I mean? Um, who would have known that that album would have been so big? Nirvana was, no one was expecting that album to explode the way that it did. It's only in, in hindsight. And we're going to get to that in, in a second. Um, his father on a lark, took $200 for his baby son to be photographed by his friend, Kirk Weddle from below in a pool. Infants can't sign consent forms. And the new lawsuit argues that Eldon's legal guardians never signed a release either. Cobain and his band Nirvana became famous and Nirvana, never mind, sold more than 30 million copies. It's like, it is a crazy story. So here's the thing. Now I'm going to put my, I am going to put myself in the situation of Spencer's father for a minute. Somebody comes up to me and is like, hey man, I got a cool art project. Your do- My daughter's name is Noah. Hey, can we take your daughter Noah and put her in a swimming pool? We're gonna pay you $200. Pretend this is a, 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 this is a scenario where where Nevermind never came out. And like, this is this concept is being done for the first time. They're going, hey man, like, can we take your daughter, strip her naked, put her in a pool underwater, submerging her head underwater, like as a nine month old baby. And we're gonna pay you $200 to do it. Could, I need your help. It's a favor. Can you do me a favor? You know, there's one thing like, for instance, there are movies like you see babies used in movies. Friends, friends with baby, uh, friends who have babies, like friends of the artist, will be like, "Hey, man, can we use your baby for this thing? Is it cool?" Blah blah blah. You know, because we can never. You know, it's hard to get a child actor, let alone a baby actor. I mean, there's like there's like a gray area to that, and it's like it's done all the time. Like you know, it's like a very sort of normalized thing. However, this is asking a dude we want to photograph your naked miniature human in a swimming pool with their head completely submerged underwater. Here's $200. If I was that father, I would be like, fuck, no, you're not doing that. No, I don't want my, I don't want my child to be on that. 
because like I said, goes back to social media. I would never post a picture of my daughter in any kind of state like that on my Instagram. So why would I, why would I let someone do that, you know, on, on an album cover, especially if it was, whether it was a famous band or not, it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? So, so that, that is turning around in my head as I'm trying to figure out where I stand on this issue. Eldon joins a long line of child stars, among them Christopher Robin Milne, the model for Christopher Robin and Winnie the Pooh, written by his father, A.A. Milne, um, who ident who, whose identities have been overshadowed by young fictional characters their parents invented or allowed others to invent, like Eldon, who recreated the Nirvana album cover uh, clothed a few times over the years. I mean, he's done it a bunch, which is a, another reason why people are just like, people are just kind of like, well, what the hell? Like, why is this guy all of a sudden now? I mean, he's done it. He's redone this thing. It's, he's, he's embraced the identity by recreating the cover over and over and over again. But the same thing can be said is like, you don't know what it does to someone's psychology. Isn't this like, this is the age where we believe in gaslighting or that people believe in gaslighting. And, you know, like this idea that you can be a victim who like goes along with the perpetrator of said victim for something long after something might have happened and you're not sure how you feel about it. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, I don't think it, I, I don't think that in this situation, just because he repeated the album cover over and over doesn't mean it could be a, here's a guy who may be struggling with his identity and who he is, you know, I can, I can, I can appreciate that. I really can, you know, accusing a band of CP and suing them for $150,000 a piece in an, in an international lawsuit. Like maybe that's like a little, like, like crazy. That's like the, that's like going full to bo boogie on, on the situation. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe it's kind of like, whoa, we're now recontextualizing a 30 year old uh, situation where dude was naked as a baby on an album cover. Everybody saw his wee wee. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. Um, so it's just interesting how some things we constitute as art and others we don't. And I think Slash really does bring up a good point, like calling it CP. It shouldn't be called CP, I don't think. I think maybe that's too extreme for what it is, you know, and maybe it does, it, it sort of like demonishes what happens to thousands and thousands of, of, of underage victims every year, right? You know, so there's that too. Eldon has said he might have one of the most famous wee-wees in the music industry. But, and I mean, like, that sounds like a line. Like when people come up to you and be like, oh, you see, you're the Nirvana baby, huh? Like, what are you going to say? Like every time. Yeah, my, my wee wee is the most famous in the, you know, it's just like, it's a quip. It's a, you can't, you can't, um, you can't blame him for saying it. But if you were ranking the most famous baby wee wees of all time, the winner would be Jesus Christ. Stroll through any museum that displays art from the Italian Renaissance and you will see one divine baby wee wee after another. And by our modern standards, who seems to be ruthlessly exploiting him but the Madonna? Christ's own mother blatantly displays his 
wee-wee for all the world to oogle. But that's not what those wee-wees meant, argued art historian Leo Steinberg in 1996. With painstaking care and excruciating er, erudite, sorry guys, you know how much I suck at reading. One second. Um, let's look this up. Erudite. Is that what that means? Erudite. Hold on, it's coming. It's coming right now. Erudite, having or showing great knowledge or learning. So he's showing, he's showing excruciatingly, he's showing his knowledge excruciatingly. <laughs> oh no, sorry, his reputation, uh, a, a reputation for knowing a lot of stuff. Steinberg proved that all of those uh, unclothed babies made a theological point once upon a time. And he says it once upon a time, meaning that maybe that doesn't mean it now today, but once upon a time, it did. Um, that the youth and nakedness of Christ showed observers back in the re Renaissance that God didn't just save us. He, was, he willingly became the most vulnerable, helpless human being possible. And so when he would suffer for our sins, he would really suffer I mean, I'm not a Christian and I'm not a religious person, so I don't know if I really think that works, that justifies that. However, I do, I mean, like I said, history is full of really fucked up shit. Like, look at what the Greeks used to do with young boys. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, the Spartans, they used to take young boys as lovers. That was a very normal thing to do. That was like run-of-the-mill normal thing to do. And we, And today, we would not think so. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it, it just, I don't know. I don't know. Um, oh, that's interesting. Pete says, Pete says that they actually airbrushed the Wee Wee off of uh, later versions of the album cover. If that's the case, I mean, well, that's good, I guess. Um, but it's still, you have to think that millions and millions of Wee Wees made it out there. People, people seen, and then the internet, in the age of the internet, that wee wee has been viewed billions and billions of times in, you know, what, like 25 years of the internet. Let's be more realistic. 20 years of the internet, world, world, you know, worldwide mainstream. It just doesn't look that way to us now, going back to the Christ wee wee. And so he would suffer saying that Christ being, being a naked, naked Christ, he would suffer for our sins and he would really suffer for it because he's naked. And the, the writer of this article is saying, it just doesn't look that way to us now. Nothing much about the past looks to us now the way it was intended. I can't tell you with certainty what Kurt Cobain was thinking in 1991, but as a scholar who has studied images of childhood uh, and a mother who had her own children only a few years after Nevermind came out and who remains a fan of that album qualifying herself, I can tell you the album cover resonates very differently today than it did back then. Exactly what I was saying. Know what I'm saying? Um, never mind when it was new, looks like the perfect image of idealism in Jeopardy. In 1991, idealism still seemed like maybe, just maybe it could be saved. The dollar bill on the hook rippled right up close to us, hold on a line held by an invisible force outside the image. The baby's arms stretched from one side of the image to the other. Yes, like a crucifixion. Swimming so close to that dollar bill because he takes up so much picture space. And yet far away, 
because underwater, everything looks far away. We were thinking, baby, don't do it. Don't sell your soul. And it's literally mimicking. That's literally kind of what's happening right now in a way. It's, it's almost like the art of the photograph is being like realized 30 years later. It's being actualized. Like it's come full circle. It's fascinating to me. Truly fascinating to me. Um, we felt that we that uh, we felt we were that exposed baby, always in peril, always swimming after some temptation that would get us nowhere in the end. The genius of the image was in its core concept and in its formal execution, not the documentary fact, not in the documentary fact of a wee wee photographed. If Cobain had a less clever idea, if Weddell had chosen a different angle or light, or if Geffen's, Geffen Records art designer Robert Fisher had composed the cover differently, the cover wouldn't have become a cultural icon then. The image succeeded despite the wee-wee. As Michael Azarad writes in his book about Nirvana, someone, uh, some at Geffen feared chain stores would object to the inclusion of the baby's wee-wee. And Cobain proposed putting a sticker over it with the copy, if you're offended by this, you must be a closeted P-word. You know what I'm saying? Which is also a very interesting, that's the other side of this argument, right? It's the idea that because it's a naked image that we are sexualizing it, you know, that we are are doing that that we are that we're sexualizing it that's what it is right we but, but by going there with our mind and saying that this is wrong it's because we've ran it through our personal computer in that kind of way and that's where the problem begins not with the not with the creation of the thing but the way that our minds went to this place to judge said thing you know so that's like the other side of that argument and it's also incredibly valid you know, um, especially when you're looking at it from an artistic perspective, a great way of, of, of contextualizing, you know, naked photography versus, you know, uh, the P word, you know what I mean? Like what's the difference between, you know, uh, naked models doing, you know, um, uh, uh, still life drawings versus, you know, uh, a spread in a, in a smutty magazine, you know what I mean? Um, it's what the person, it's how the person's mind chooses to take it in, so to say, so to speak. That doesn't justify or rationalize baby wee-wees on album covers either. So like, again, see how easy it is to seesaw back and forth on the issue, you know, on one side. And then what's interesting is, so if you look at it from a conservative perspective, you'll see, you could see one side bemoaning you know, there's all those people out there that are worried about CPs. Like that's like the whole thing on that side of the spectrum. Every that they're worried about 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 trafficking of you know of of those types of people of of those, of small human beings. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. Um, and you know, thinking of the children and yada yada yada. But then at the same breath, in the exact same breath, going. Um, uh, this is cancel culture. Uh, this is cancel culture. People are too offended. People are too uh, insensitive. And then the flip side, unlike the liberal side of things, it's like it's like the whole thing about like you know believing people that come forward about their trauma, right? 
They, they believe people come forward, uh, believing people who come forward and say, hey, I experienced, this is trauma for me. I want you to believe me and I want you to help support me as I try to do something about it. And then the flip side of it is not like, hey, like you're going too far with this. This is just art. This is just art. And, you know, the, the, like the, the enlightened, like sort of liberal mindset of like being able to contextualize what is art versus what is not art. You know, it's very interesting. It's very, and both sides, you can kind of see like uh, the, the hypocrisy of the seesaw uh, as to what is right and what is not right. And like I said, we don't stand in black and white here in this video, in this discussion. We're just sort of unpacking the gray areas as we're trying to make sense of, of this crazy, crazy notion of a lawsuit. Um, here, sorry. Let me take a sip of water because I'm about to log seven hours this week of live streams. Um, now, the cover of Nevermind looks genuinely different. It's not just Eldon's mind. Uh, it's not, uh, let's take that again. Let's take that line again. Um, but as the record rolled out successfully, very few objected and the sticker proved unnecessary. Now, the cover of Nevermind looks genuinely different. And it's not just Eldon's mind that has changed on the topic. We see the impact of childhood experiences differently, uh, differently than we did to treasure our children, we want to keep them safe and covered. We do therapy. We acknowledge trauma. We know about the SA of children really happens and the pain of it can damage a whole life. We know that the human brain is plastic so that stories we tell ourselves shape our identities. And that is a really important line in relation to Spencer and what he may or may not be going through in that uh, we, we, we tell, so we, we know that our human brain is plastic so that the stories we tell ourselves shape our identities. We tell ourselves stories about ourselves based on observations that other people tell to us and observations that we take in about us as we interact with the world. And we form an identity around it. And sometimes we can recognize that it's an identity that we're never going to be able to change. It's just who we are. So we might as well accept it and embrace it and find the positivity in it. And in that angle, you can see how a guy like Spencer, who may deep down inside on like a Freudian level, not be okay with what he's doing, but on the surface is doing his very best to embrace it publicly. Um, nobody, hey, what's up, Eric? What's up, Sean? Uh, nobody has, um, uh, Eric is asking, has Chris or, or Dave commented on this publicly yet? No, as far as I know, there's been no public comment. And I'm kind of curious to see where they're, what they're going to lie. I mean, obviously, most certainly would go on the defensive. And can you blame them? Because at the end of the day, you look at Dave and, and, and Chris, and like, I don't think of them as CPers. I don't think like it's weird to me that they should be at the end of a lawsuit involving CP like that. That also like is really bizarre to me, you know, um, as I'm saying all this stuff about like how, you know, again, Spencer is like, OK, so the story about myself is that I'm the Nirvana baby. 
that's who I am. I'm going to get Nirvana, Nevermind tattooed on my chest, which he did. I'm going to take this picture over and over again. I'm going to be okay with it. You know, I'm just going to be cool with it and, you know, try to benefit from it as much as I can. And then like, I, I could imagine seeing, feeling the resentment of seeing your wee wee on 30 million copies of an album for $200 that you didn't even get to spend yourself. And that album has made millions of dollars. The t-shirts that have been sold, the millions of dollars of t-shirts that have been sold, especially if your parents didn't sign a release, because that's apparently one of the details. And I think that's a huge detail to acknowledge. It's just the way that he's going about getting the money. It would be another thing if he's, if he didn't use CP as the horse he's riding in on to, to battle. And instead he just goes, look, you never signed a release. You guys have made millions of dollars off of my wee wee. When I couldn't even consent to this, at least let me get paid. You know, don't we all want to get paid? I can also, I can totally appreciate that too. You know, especially the dude's an artist. And now here's the last thing that we don't know. So here is uh, the last angle to this that we need to be aware of. He, at some point, Spencer approaches the members of Nirvana, inviting them to be in his art show. He feels this connection to the remaining members of Nirvana in a way where he wants them to be a part of his art show and he gets rejected. They turn him down or something like that. And then all of a sudden that puts a whole new angle into the, like the motivations of the lawsuit as well as what those underlying Freudian feelings, like the deep down of like not being okay with this stuff. Maybe it starts to bubble to the surface. It's like the, the like, here's my identity. I'm try just trying to act and operate in my identity and the people who are part of my identity, who made me who I am in the sense of like, you're the band that like, like, like took my photo and like, put me everywhere, even though they didn't actually take the photo themselves, um, nor was it their idea. Like, you're rejecting me, so fuck you, I'm going to sue you, and blah, 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 blah. I mean, you could go, you can go that angle, too. It's just, it's a giant knotted clusterfuck here that we're, that we're dealing with. Um, and social media has given us greater sense of visual sophistication. We think about images' effects on people more often. Above all, we know how badly people can be hurt by pictures gone viral. We see how media manipulation can affect real people in real time. School bullying now includes online posting of pictures that portray secrets or embarrassing their subjects. Instagramming and YouTubing parents expose their children in ways that, regular, that regularly walk the line between creative creativity and exploitation and get called out for it. And that's some ugly business. Some seriously ugly business. TikTok depends on a very young audience transforming itself within a minute through makeup, costume, song, and dance. I think this, this author is doing a phenomenal job of sort of contextualizing the stuff. Does any of this stuff apply to Spencer? No, but it acknowledges the climate of today and how things are today, right? In some, in some way, shape, or form. Because we believe those transformations are self-creations. They only made us more weary of images which seem to impose any sort of S-word S on a baby, child, or teenager. Today, too, we care at least as much about content as, uh, as about form, as much about the backstory as the creative outcome. 
Our tolerance for the personal va uh, vagaries of artists has dwindled. Michael Jackson's behavior around children tarnished his magnificent musical legacy. Woody Allen, Woody Allen's has done the same for his films. So what this line of thought goes if Co Cobain's concept or Robert Fisher's design were genius? Wait, so, so what this line of thought goes if Cobain's concept or Robert Fisher's design were genius? A baby was still exploited. Some people got money from the cover and others didn't. So that's really, really interesting. Um, Slashman says, I haven't researched further, but an earlier article claimed that the fired drummer was part of the lawsuit and that they mentioned a physical fish hook being used. Um, so I know that there wasn't a fish hook in the water. You can see photos like the photo that was used that was put in later. But that's interesting. I did not know about the that there was an earlier drummer um, that that I did not know. Um, so, yeah, there's that, too. I don't doubt that never I don't doubt that the Nevermind album cover, which has been a background image in our visual culture since 1991, has had an impact on Spencer Eldon's life. Today's values dictate all of our perceptions. The Kurt Cobain of the present moment, whoever they are, would not even have the same kind of idea. That said, in this case, Cobain's genius has been proved through the ultimate irony. 30 years later, the baby is swimming for money. Eldon is asking for $150,000 at least from each of the 15 named defendants. I mean, this is, I mean, this is kind of fascinating to me. See, Tracy says this. Tracy says, if he didn't tell people that it was him, no one would know he should sue his parents. They made a poor decisions, not the band. So I'm not saying that it's right that he's suing the band. And I'm not saying that necessarily maybe he should even sue his parents. I think, honestly, I think he should be paid for his photograph 100% either way. But I also, doesn't this fall into this idea of what we modernize as victim blaming of like, I'm not saying you're doing that, Tracy. I'm just saying like the idea of like, if he didn't tell people that it was him, no one would know. Remember, he was, this happened before he could think. Yeah, 15, sorry, 150 times 15 is, I was thinking the same thing. I busted out my calculator here. It is $2,250,000 off of an album that was sold 30 million times. Do the math on the total gross of that. I think $2.25 million is a very reasonable chunk of change for that dude, honestly. But I just want to get back to Tracy's comment here. And again, I'm not pointing a finger at Tracy, but they start. Uh, Tracy started the, the the comment with this thing, which I think is very interesting because we hear this in the Me Too argument all the time, in the idea that if he didn't tell people that it was him, no one would know, which puts the accountability on him. How could he have the accountability put on him if he's a fucking he's a fucking baby, dude? He was a fucking baby his entire life. His entire life, he grew up. Like when you're young, when you're a young child, he was probably proud of it. He probably used it as currency in school. Yeah, I'm the Nirvana baby. But that changes. It becomes chains around someone's neck. The identity that he created from something that he had no say in all of a sudden becomes a heavy chain around the neck that he now has to drag. And at the age of 30, when he could really use some of that never, never mind money, he's resentful and he's resorting 
to what some people would consider a babyish way of getting that money, but others would not and go, no, like dude has a legitimate like beef here. Like shit is fucked up. Like maybe, you know, in the same way that like people are looking at Woody Allen movies and being like, holy shit, dude is like totally a creeper by his like the, the, the stuff he's saying in his movies, you know, um, or looking at the fact that like, you know, listen, Bottom line, the whole thing about Michael Jackson, whether you think Michael Jackson is guilty as fuck or innocent as fuck, because there are people on both sides of that argument too, it cannot be doubted that Michael Jackson did not act super inappropriate around children in a way that probably should have landed him in jail. Like, right? Like, whether you can prove it or not, that dude was a fucking creepo. He was a fucking great dancer, great singer, but a fucking creepo. You know what I mean? Um, so that's so that's interesting too. Um, Tracy says Chad Channing uh, wasn't even in the band by that time. Never mind, was recorded. What are they suing him for? No, I think he's saying that he's a part of the the lawsuit that he's with Spencer in in the lawsuit, which would be really weird. That would be really really weird. Um, Ringmaster says. Uh, by the letter of the law, the photo is not P-word. So if it's not that, he just wants to be paid for his image, which he should be. Unfortunately, his parents made the deal for him, which when he wasn't legally able. They made a deal, but they never signed a release. So maybe there is some legality to that. Um, hold on. Eric says, to call to call the album cover CP is way out there. I mean, like a part of me, a big part of me, 95% of me agrees with you. 95%. But there is 5% of me that's kind of like, well, wait a minute. Like, again, like when you look at things in a light, like it's the same thing with the idea of like, <laughs> like fucking look at Cuomo, who's like resigned for, you know, all these transgressions in office and chalks it up to like, hey, I'm an old fashioned guy. That's what we used to do. And people are realizing like that old fashioned shit's not okay anymore. It's not okay. Like you can't act that way. Like it used to be rat. So you know what I mean? Like maybe like things have changed. I don't know. I'm not saying I know, but like Eric, I will say this again. I don't know if you were here early. You weren't here in the, earlier in the stream. If someone approached me and came up to me and I have children, if someone came up to me and my daughter was nine months old and said, can we take a naked photo of your, of your daughter? Here's $200 to put her underwater or can we take a photo of your daughter? Let's modernize it. Can we take a thousand dollars a photo of a uh, top, like naked from the top? Like they're not even saying the bottom of your daughter enjoying some baby food. Here's a thousand dollars. Can we take that picture for our Instagram? I'd say fuck no. I'd say fuck no. I would even say even if I took a picture uh, in in a setting like a bathtub, where I would do it in a way where the the um, where every area that needs to be covered up would be covered up if I was to even be okay with doing that. Cause I would, maybe I wouldn't, you know what I'm saying? It's just interesting. It's so interesting how, Oh my God, there's just like so much to this. You know what I mean? Um, where was I in my thing? Right. So we're looking at $2.25 million. We desperately want to alter the past according to what we sincerely believe right now. I am among those. I am among those who believe we have more. Uh, we have a more just 
vision of society today than we had in 1991. I agree with that too. I believe that as well. Um, but that doesn't make me think that we can retroactively redo the past. Eldon's feelings about his infant fame in 2021 can't change what Kurt Cobain meant back in 1991. Let's change the future instead. So this goes back to the idea. Um, this goes back to the idea. Yes, Eric, you're right. Eric says all your points are valid. It's just that the photo is so non-sexual. And that's what Cobain was saying. The idea that like there should be a sticker saying if you're offended by this, then you know, you should maybe you're a, a CP or whatever. Because like offended implies that you're thinking about it in that way, right? And if you're thinking about it in that way, why is your mind even going there? You know what I'm saying? Um, but the, what this last line, which is great, but that doesn't make me think we can retroactively redo the past. Eldon's feelings about his infant fame in 2021 can't change what Kurt Cobain meant back in 1991. And that's the same belief, the same notion um, as what's going on with these Disney movies. So if you have Disney Plus, I have Disney Plus, I have small children and we use Disney Plus all the time. If you watch one of the older movies, they don't edit those films. They keep all the film, like Peter Pan and stuff. All those films have a bunch of shit that is not okay by today's standards, like racial stereotypes, all sorts of stuff, tobacco use. And they put a warning label at the beginning that says, like, this is a, like the way things were back then. We don't condone it, but we also like think it's a reminder, like kind of like it, it, this is, this is, uh, this is sort of like, um, uh, reflective of the times. And in 1991, artistic photos of baby wee-wees worked, you know, especially with said concept. It was art. It was high art. But in today's crazy society, as I said, I started this, this podcast by saying 2021. Tw <laughs> oh my God. I'm not going to read this out loud, but but so by Kurt Cobain's logic, Eldon might be a, a P word is what Eric is saying. I mean, no, I would say that it's his lawyers. I think this is, I think this whole thing comes from the lawyers. I think the Spencer was like, I want to sue them. And the lawyers found the angle and this is the angle that they're going for. I, I actually blame the lawyers a lot as well. You know what I mean? Um, Slashman says, I was just telling someone about how Disney Plus released Steamboat Willie Uncensored for the first time in decades. And I applaud them for that. I'm all for that, man. Like, I love that Disney shows the stuff the way that it is for the most part. You're not going to see Song Song of the South or whatever, that that uh, that movie you're not going to see, see anytime soon. But, like, the idea that, like, it's like, look, we're not going to, like, edit the past, but we want you to be aware that, like, the past was, like, fucked up. And that, like, this is, like, we don't you know, that, 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 but it's still presented as the way it is. It's a sign of the times. Just because something is a sign of the time doesn't mean that it should be destroyed or changed or erased per se. Like perhaps moving forward, it would be good to airbrush out the wee-wee. You know what I mean? If, if Peter's correct and they're airbrushing out the wee-wee, maybe that's a good thing. Airbrush out the wee-wee. You know, the concept is still there. And you know what's so funny about this? I mean, it would still be wrong. And all the things would still be wrong. What makes, what exacerbates the whole problem is the fact that there's a wee-wee on the cover. If there wasn't a wee-wee, it would be a lot, I think the story would be a lot different. And most certainly 
the lawsuit would look different, right? They couldn't, they wouldn't be able to come from a CP, a CP angle. They're coming from a CP angle because there's a wee wee on the cover. You know what I mean? Um, they're, they're going for the throat in that kind of way. Now, hold on, hold on. The next thing, where is it? Let's see what, here. So this is, yeah, all right. They already covered it up. Good, good. Um, let me share my thing. Here's the problem. I have some screenshots, but it's not letting me share my screen the way that I wanted to. Let's see here. This is man photographed. I mean, this headline is so insane. This is such an insane headline to me. It's so surreal to look at this headline. You know what I mean? Like, it really is surreal to look at that. To think that's a real headline in 2021. Um, we're not going to read the whole thing. I just want to get to the part where he talks about here. We the, uh, however, Robert Lewis, that's the guy who's, who's, who's representing Spencer, right? Um, yeah, I said we, we, a lot of times today. <laughs> yeah. Yeet, yeet bitches in the house. So, uh, the lawyer, Robert Lewis, who's doing the, the suing offers an unusual interpretation of the image to argue that it crosses the line into CP, writing that the inclusion of the currency in the shot makes the baby appear like a S-E-X-W-O-R-K-E-R. We will refer to that as an S-W, which is absolutely ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. And yet at the same time, I'm not saying that it's not ridiculous. It's definitely ridiculous. But you could look at that photograph and not know anything about this band or the connotations, and you could totally see how that could be symbolized, okay? I would say that SW falls into the thematic chasing of the dollar, which is what this image is all about. And the fact that this lawyer has approached the lawsuit with this angle is insane. Uh, defendants intentionally, commercially, marketed Spencer's child, uh, CP and leveraged the shocking nature of his image to promote themselves and their music at his expense. Oh my God. That's what the lawsuit actually says. Uh, reads the lawsuit filed in the U.S. Court District, uh, U.S. District Court's Central District of California and obtained by Variety. Uh, defendants using CP depicting Spencer uh, as an essential element of a record promotion scheme commonly utilized in the music industry to get attention where an album cover posed children in a sex provocative manner to gain notoriety, drive sales, and garner media attention and critical reviews. The cover art subject who, like the Nevermind album itself, is now 30, and he's asking for at least 150K from each of the defense, blah, blah, blah. So everybody, everybody is getting sued. 15 people are getting sued. And then here's, okay, so here's the part about the original, the, the original thing, ready? Curiously, original Nirvana drummer Chad Channing is also named as a defendant who was a part of the group at the time, even though he had been replaced by Grohl in 1990 before the album was recorded or the cover photography shot. So Chad Channing, who wasn't even in the band anymore, is being sued for 150K. I think that cinches it 
in terms of this is absolutely a money grab. I did not know that. That that says it all, right? That really says it all. Eldon has repeatedly recreated the pose as a teenager and an adult, diving into pools to pose with swimming trunks on, on occasion of the album's 10th, 17th, 20th, and 25th anniversaries. Um, and you know what's interesting? He also wanted to do it naked, and he was talked out of it, but he wanted to do the recreation naked, which is another interesting twist in the whole knot. Um, However, in most of the interviews accompanying these photo shoots, he expressed deeply mixed feelings about being famous for Nevermind, for the Nevermind cover, and whether he was exploited by it. Until now, despite his ongoing ambivalence about the photo's legacy, he hadn't described it as the P word. Um, so I'm the lawyer introduced that. The lawyer came in to a dude who is very conflicted and confused about his identity, clearly feels ripped off, definitely wants compensation, and turns this thing on its head. Uh, what was a constant in the past as now, uh, what was a constant in the past as now, is that Eldon has said he was never compensated for the photo beyond the $200 his parents were paid for, uh, his parents paid for it on the day of the shoot. You can't deny that that's a crime. That is a crime. That sucks. That's bullshit. He didn't consent to it. They didn't sign a consent form. And the album made millions and millions of dollars. The, a royalty should have been negotiated, for sure. And even in retroactively, I mean, to avoid lawsuits like this, like something like this, you would think they would be smart enough to, 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 to give him a little kickback. If he was getting paid, and he was getting paid in a way that it like kind of changed his living situation the way $2.25 million, $2, million uh, would, um, you would imagine, you would imagine that he would be a lot more agreeable in the same way that so many people were agreeable about Harvey Weinstein, right? Like everybody knew what Harvey Weinstein was doing, right? Everybody was acceptable, found it acceptable because Harvey Weinstein was making so much money for everybody, right? Like everybody, everybody was making money with Harvey. Everybody knew what he was doing. They didn't condone it, but they didn't do anything to stop it, right? So it's kind of interesting. And then once the thing explodes, everybody's suddenly distancing themselves in that kind of way. It's, I don't know. If he had gotten a kickback and a taste, he probably would have been very happy to be posing for the 10th and the 20th and the 30th and the 40th anniversary. You know, there's resentment and it's a resentment that's also fueled by the fact that they rebuked him. They did not go to his art opening. He had an art opening, invited the members of Nirvana. They did not go. In previous interviews, he said he tried to get in touch with Grohl and Nova Selleck on a friendly basis, but never got a reply. A possible new contention in the lawsuit is that Eldon's parents never even signed paperwork allowing any use of the image. I mean, you have to realize it's not just for an album cover. This image was capitalized on. I mean, so many, how many fucking t-shirts were sold from this image? So many freaking t-shirts, stickers, you know, just like everything you can imagine. The, all the, all the licensing of the photo, how many times people paid money to license that photo you know what I mean? The copyright of that photo is worth a lot of friggin' money. 
and the dude never saw a dime from it. And his parents essentially gave it away. Neither Spencer nor his legal guardians ever signed a release. And I think that's what, you know, it's funny, no matter how BS the case might seem, that's the thing that's going to get them paid like a motherfucker. Spencer's going to get a handsome payday because of that fact. Neither Spencer nor his legal guardians ever signed a release authorizing the use of any images of Spencer or his likeness, and certainly not of commercial CP depicting him. I mean, come on, like, what a crazy thing to say. Reads the suit. The filing references some famous or infamous moments in rock album art history. The concept and creation of this image replicated previous controversial campaigns used to promote music with se-actually explicit material depicting um, a child or an outright ch- or outright CP, including the album covers for Scorpion's uh, Virgin Killer, Blind Faith's Blind Faith, and Van Halen's Balance. In 2016, the last time Spencer recreated the pose as an adult, he told the New York Post, the anniversary means something to me. It's strange that I did this for five minutes when I was four months old, and it became this really iconic image. It's cool, but weird to be a part of something so important that I don't even remember. In 2008, Spencer's father, Rick, recounted the 1991 shoot to NPR. His friend Weddle, a photographer, called him and was like, hey, Rick, want to make 200 bucks and throw your kids in the drink? So right then and there, the fact that this dude agrees to throw his four-month son into a four-month-old son naked to be photographed into a pool for 200 bucks is fucked up. That's fucked up. You can't deny this. What's going on, Chris? What's going on, Amy? Welcome. Um, Slashman says... I know Chad does get some royalties from Nevermind despite being fired, but there was no considerable creative contribution by the time he was fired. Right. He was essentially a session musician. Exactly. Exactly. Like that's insane. That to me is insane. Um, so it's like, wow, what a, what a friggin' mind fuck this whole thing is. Uh, the father recalled, I was like, what's up? And he's like, well, I'm shooting kids all this week. Why don't you meet me at the Rose Bowl aquatic center and throw your kid in the drink? And we'll just have a big party at the pool and no one had any idea what was going on. The NPR story went on to say that the family didn't think more about it until three months later, they saw a nine foot by nine foot, nine feet, nine foot by nine foot blow up of the cover on Tower Records wall on Sunset Boulevard. Two months later, the article said Geffen Records sent one-year-old Spencer Eldon a platinum album and a teddy bear. Oh, how sweet, says the lawsuit. Weddle took a series of se actually graphic nude photographs of spencer to ensure the album cover would trigger a visceral se actual response from the viewer that is ridiculous okay that is fucking ridiculous that that to me is that's something i truly can very very plainly say no that was absolutely not the intention and it's crazy for this lawyer to to come at it from that angle no matter what we've contextualized about how we do things in today's like world versus like back then, one thing is for certain. I that that is absolutely not the case. A visceral response. Weddle activated Spencer's gag reflex before throwing him underwater in poses, highlighting and emphasizing Spencer's exposed wee wee. Fisher produ- per, uh, Fisher purchased fish hooks from a bait and tackle shop to add to the scene. At least one or more film cartridges were exposed in a short period of time 
which included at least 40 or 50 different images, image shots of, of, of Spencer. Cobain chose the image depicting Spencer like an SEX worker grabbing for a dollar bill that is positioned dangling from a fish hook in front of his nude body with his wee wee explicitly displayed. It is, it, it's like a brilliant interpretation from a, from like a blood sucking lawyers, like POV. It's a brilliant interpretation of how to like, how to like get a buck out of this situation. Right. Like kind of crazy, kind of crazy. The lawsuit cites a passage from writer Michael uh, Azarad's biography, Come As You Are, The Story of Nirvana, in which he was said that the then-labeled DGC, a division of Geffen Records, wanted to use a different image, but Cobain insisted, we already, we already read this part, blah, 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 and that, you know, with the whole thing with the sticker. Um, so in time, here's, now here's another, now here's another interesting thing. This, this goes bad, back and forth, back and forth. Ready? In a Time Magazine article on the 25th al uh, anniversary five years ago, Eldon, then 25, said, I got a little upset for a bit as he grew older. I was trying to reach out to those people. I never met anybody. I didn't get a call or an email. I just woke up already being a part of this huge project. It's pretty difficult. You feel like you're famous for nothing, but you didn't really do anything but their album." He said then that he recognized the cover concept was genius and the and in fact had the nevermind emblem tattooed on his chest. Yet he added in the 2016 story, it's hard not to get upset when you hear how much money was involved. When I go to a baseball game and I think about, man, everybody at this baseball game has probably seen my little baby wee-wee. I feel like I got part of my human rights revoked. And that goes back to the idea of circumcision against your will, right? Everybody gets circumcised against their will. That's interesting, Amy. I'm curious to know as well, what would Kurt Cobain think about this? Truly, 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 truly. Um, Chris says, yeah, but doesn't, ident but doesn't he identify being a male? Um, so among the past and present record companies named in the suit, besides the now defunct DGC and Geffen imprints are Warner Records, uh, reflecting Warner Music Group's long expired distribution deal with Geffen in the early 90s, MCA Music and Universal Music Group, which currently has the Nirvana catalog via Interscope, uh, Geffen A&M level. So here's the thing. At the same time, I think about like the fact that these are like blood sucking record companies that like do exploit all sorts of art and have made millions and millions and millions of dollars. Why can't they give some money to this kid? Like it's his image. He never signed a release for it. Like he never consented to having the image taken, you know? Uh, and then the flip side of that, you can go, well, he was a minor. Therefore his parents made the decision for him. Therefore from his parents' perspective, maybe the parents are the ones that might have the lawsuit, but at the same time, they couldn't be suing under the pretenses of CP. You know, it's just, it, it's just, it's a crazy, it's a crazy tangled web. Now, the last thing I'm going to read here, and we're going to, we're going to lock this up, but this is, this part is super, to me, this is super important. Uh, hold on one second. Okay. I got this thing out, but the problem is I have to, if you're going to take a brief moment while I figure out how to share my screen here and 
Um, what did you guys think about about this uh, topic? Um, doing doing this kind of thing. Do, do, do you enjoy this? Chrome does not have permissions to access your screen. Please follow these steps. Do you guys, should I cover more music stuff in the future? Like this, like outside, like I like, kind of like doing this. We did this with the, uh, the, um, the pistols, the pistols lawsuit as well. I don't know what the update is on, on this, by the way, either go to preferences, allow Chrome to access screen. Okay, I'm gonna go to Chrome preferences. Uh, let's see if we can get this to work. Uh, you go to preferences, security, privacy. This is so annoying. Privacy and security. Just want to make, just want to share this last part because this is interesting. Um, does it say help improve security? Blah, blah, blah. Current service provider. Nope. Um, screen recording and then check Google Chrome. Let's see here. <clears throat> this is really frustrating me. To no end, I can't tell you. It doesn't show me where I can share the thing. Here, let's go share screen, right? Don't you know about the word? Everybody knows that the bird is the word, a bird, 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 bird is the word, a bird, bird, surfing bird. This is really annoying. I just want goddamn melon. It's like being such a bitch right now. Um, we're almost out of here, guys, but I can't figure out how to make this work. It's not allowing me to do it. I don't have Catalina. Can I use Melon on a Mac? The Harvard. Can I make sure? Blah, 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 blah. Mac, right? 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 I got that all set up. Let's see. Share. Okay. Share screen. That's what we want to do. We want to share this. Let's see what happens when we do window. Preview. Oh. Will this work? Oh my God. Chrome does not have permission to access your screen. Please follow these steps. Okay. Really frustrating me right now. Stupid. So stupid. Privacy and security. Clear browser data. Cookies. Security. Site settings. Let's see. Site settings. Share. This is really, really killing my buzz right now. Not literal buzz. I don't have a buzz. I'm a sober person. That's not what I meant. Oh my God. Here we go. Is this it? Location, camera, microphone, notifications, background sync, activity permissions. So annoying. So annoying. Additional content settings, sound, add zoom level protected content. It doesn't show me where I can, it doesn't show me how I can share my screen. Well, I really have to say I'm incredibly upset by this. I guess I'm just going to have to read it to you guys. I'm just going to read this. Call it a day. I'm sorry to keep you all waiting. I apologize. Truly apologize. Um, okay, ready? So, 
well, this sucks. I really wanted to share it though. I want to share it. I, I don't want, I don't want to read it. I want to share it. Thank you, Pete. Pete likes the lighting in the, in the, I've gotten a few compliments on this. I'm really stoked by that. Um, hold on one second. Screen. I'm like really frustrated right now. Preview, right? Share. Chrome does not have permission. All right, I, I don't know what to do, guys. All right, I'm just gonna read this. So this is from, does anybody know who Green Jello is? This is from the front man of Green Jello, okay? His name is William Charles Manspeaker. And he's the, the brainchild behind Green Jello. And he wrote on Facebook, and I'm saying he, he leaves his status as public. So I have not censored his, I, I censored the other person's name. But this is what he had to say on it. He said, Q, uh, as in question, why is the entire internet debating a child's wee-wee? Okay, you people do realize that you are all debating the right of a little boy's wee-wee that's being shared on the internet. Just because you like a band doesn't mean it's right. Remember, this is the same internet that shut down Pepe Le Pew for being a S-E-X-I-S-T skunk cartoon. Now it's defending a pics of a child's wee-wee. All I got to say is cancel culture is dumb. I will most likely self-destruct this post soon because I know it's going to be littered by every, uh, I was going to be littered by insensitive, cruel, and malicious comments. But who knows? Maybe not. But I doubt it. Okay, here we go. Start posting your comments, defending a little boy's wee-wee on the cover of a band's album you liked 30 years ago. So, so when you say that, when Bill says that, like that kind of like also puts it in, in an interesting kind of context for me of like, like he's kind of right. Like, it's true. Like, like everybody was like freaking out about, about Pepe Le Pew one second. And now they're defending, you know, the cover of Nirvana. It's like, there's no, that, that's what I mean. Like, on one hand, everything's super black and white, like all of these, all of these things, like they're super duper black and white, but then at the same time, everything's hypocrisy. It's just, I don't know. And then here's the other thing that this was from someone's private Facebook and I want to respect their privacy. And so I'm not going to say who it was and you can't even see their names anyway, because I uh, blocked everything out, but I really liked the back and forth. I really liked the back and forth here. So this is what's said. One person says, in fairness, his dad got paid 200 bucks for the photo. In retrospect, he got ripped off. That said, he should not sue under the pretense of CP. Then someone responded, his dad got 200 bucks because at the time the band didn't have one song on the record charts. No one could have known that the album and the band were going to take off like they did. I read somewhere that the only album they had they had out up until that point was Bleach, and it had an entire recording budget of around $800 total. I guess if his dad had been more savvy, he would have requested some sort of residual points if the album sold more than 50,000 copies and beyond. That would have been the sensible thing to do in the situation. Uh, if they are hard up, I bet they can auction off their platinum record. It would go for even more probably just for the backstory. But again, 
you would think that they would just sell an NFT and make, you could probably sell an NFT for over a million dollars. Just saying. Uh, and then someone res responded, it's not getting ripped off if you settle for a flat fee rather than negotiating for points on the back end. That's also true. Um, then the other person responds, I don't know if the I don't know if the, uh, I don't know the details, but it seems 200 bucks was to take his photo, not to be on the album cover, which is not true. It was to be on the album cover. Once it was decided that the photo would be used for the album cover, but they were shooting the kid for the album cover, like, like period. You know what I'm saying? Uh, once it was decided that the photo would be used for an album cover, a deal should have been negotiated. And I, that I 150% believed in and shame on everybody involved for not doing so that was fucking wrong right that was fucking wrong and then here's the continuation um yeah having um uh the other person responds yeah having a back-end deal would have been perfect but hindsight is 2020 um i always heard it had been called in as kind of like a fun favor involving their new newborn which is kind of how I think we've all seen it over the last 30 years. But when you look at some of the connotations of that lawsuit, not all of them, not the CP aspect, but you look at the exploitative nature of the situation, it kind of feels fucked up. The kid should have gotten some money. I mean, uh, you know, should have gotten something. They wouldn't be doing this right now if they just friggin' hooked him up. What's up, Rue Morg? Little pig. I once got to shoot green jello. I shot Bill. It's on the, it's on my channel. I shot some video for a green jello show. It was, uh, quite an experience uh to say the least and i couldn't stop laughing at some of that guy's antics they were hilarious that was someplace in brooklyn uh, about 10 years ago um also when bands haven't already had any big big time success and artists and photographers start talking about back end points the band will often just find another artist or photographer who will work for a one-time flat fee true you're, you're on a tight budget and someone's trying to like you know, nickel and dime you over back end points. Cause at that time, Nirvana was just another hole in the wall band of just like, you know, putting out an album. Like no one knew that this was going to be one of the biggest albums of all time. Right. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like how, you know, of course it's just like, fuck off. We're going to find someone who's going to shoot for a flat fee. Makes sense. That too. I know from my own experience of having no gold records to speak of on the flip side, Nirvana, he's saying, this person who's a musician, is saying that that's been his experience. When someone's arguing about stuff like that, you just find someone else. You just find someone who's going to do it for the flat fee and call it a day. Um, on the flip side, Nirvana had just signed to David Geffen's label. So I'm pretty sure they probably could have squeezed out at least a little more than 200 for a cover photo. But that probably wouldn't have been at the expense of the production, which would include photographers, pay, plus possible assistance, plus some equipment rental. If it was the photographer's idea, then really he would have deserved to get the lion's share. The real question I have at that point is, does the photographer in fact have his own back-end deal? That's a good point too, because they paid the, they paid the dad $200, but what about the photographer? Does he have back-end points? And the person responded, and my bet would be that the photographer didn't work in a back-end deal because I also doubt he would have had the foresight. As the colossal success of the album was a big surprise to the whole music industry. The other person responds, nevertheless, the CP bit is bullshit. And then the last comment is exactly. I don't really have a problem with the kid wishing for more money. Neither do I. 
It's just the approach that's off-putting. On that, I can agree. Um, I bet a certain type of lawyer has dreamed this whole thing up. And as I said, I think definitely a lawyer is behind it. Now, what is the answer, the solution? What's the outcome? I don't know. One thing is for certain, dude is going to get paid. There's going to be a settlement. There's no way they're going to drag this out. You know, they have enough money to pay this dude out, right? So like, just let's just, you know, get, just get, get the wheels turning and just make it happen. You know, because the bottom line, it's just, it, it can turn into a crazy, you know, um, a, a crazy bloodthirsty publicity battle that nobody in Nirvana wants. If anything, they're probably annoyed at the attention that is being given to begin with. They're just going to, of course, they're going to settle. They're just going to settle it and, and move on in a way that makes sense for all parties, where all parties can be, you know, satisfied or happy on some level. Did you enjoy this show? Uh, I hope you did. Uh, it was definitely interesting. I tried my best to negotiate it uh, in, in a way that made sense for me. Because like I said, I didn't want to take a side. Um, I just wanted to analyze everything as, you know, I wanted to just look at everything. You know what I mean? Oh, hold on a second. This is interesting. This is one, in, one interesting uh, wrinkle. Holy crap. I was just about to wrap this up and then Robbie Bloodshed captured my imagination. It's pretty slanderous to throw around the CP claims though. No. And he says, imagine a countersuit. It'll never go that way. They won't. They're not going to let it. They're not going to let that happen. Dave Grohl, who has more money than God, is just going to be like, whatever. Here's your 2.25 million. They're just going to let it happen. They're going to settle quietly with a huge NDA. Uh, and and not deal with this. It's very lucrative and important for Nirvana the band to have that album cover. No matter what you think about the album cover, whether you think it's right, whether you think it's wrong, no matter what, it's important that Nirvana has it. They need that album cover. It's a part of their identity. It's a part of their brand. You know, they make a lot of money from that album cover. It's in their best interest to just settle this thing, settle it and move on, right? So we'll see what happens. Now, here's what's interesting. If it does go to trial, if the if the prosecution did win, if the if 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 Spencer did win, it would set a precedent, uh, and could be a case that could be cited for all sorts of stuff. You you could just imagine what would happen. So, time will tell. We will see. If you enjoyed this content, please make sure to like, share, and most of all, subscribe. We need you to subscribe. Um, consider buying a T-shirt. Got some T-shirts in the T-shirt shop in the description below. Pizza Punk T-shirts. Lodi t-shirts, all kinds of t-shirts. Uh, we got a, a Sex Pistols t-shirt kind of thing going on. Um, consider signing up for the Patreon. Consider a lot of things. Maybe buying a coffee, leaving a tip, yada, yada, yada. By the way, I'm going to do it again on Wednesday, but I also want to shout out Pete. I have a post-it note right here. Reminder, uh, Pete left uh, a tip yesterday, and I just want to shout him out publicly. I felt really bad. Uh, it did, something got messed up and it didn't like pop up in the right kind of way. I totally blazed over it. I was embarrassed and that's not the way I like to conduct myself. So a big salute to Pete and Pete, we're still going to salute you next Wednesday when we do the regular show anyway, but I just want to do that anyway, just cause, just cause, just cause we're here. Um, guys, thank you so much. I don't know if I will be back. I don't know if I'll be back. I did three shows this week. My, my voice is, is, is shredded. I mean, we've done, 
it was like seven and a half hours of, of talking, which I've not done in, in quite some time. We used to do that all the time. Um, so we're going to play it out the way that we've been playing it out. Guys, you should consider joining the Patreon if you want. Hey guys, what's going on? It's Jeff. So I've decided to make a Patreon. What is Patreon? I don't know how to define a Patreon. Let me look it up. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it very easy for creators to get paid for the things that they're already creating. I want to do it full time. I want this to be my full-time job. In my efforts to make that happen, I've set up this platform. Is it going to work? Is it gonna be successful? I don't know, but I would rather try and crash and burn than not try at all. The goal is to create enough passive revenue so that I can continue to do this full-time, uninterrupted. Why? Because I love to do this. I love creating content. I love making videos. I love shooting films. I love doing podcasts. In case you couldn't tell, I love to talk and I never shut the fuck up. <laughs> so right now I've kept the Patreon incredibly simple. There's two tiers and that may change in the future. The Murdergram is a simple way to extend support for all of the hours and hours of free content on the channel for nothing more than a dollar. 38 cents goes to Patreon. What's a buck 38, eh? It's less than a cup of coffee, but it's a great way that you can show support for very little effort. When you divide that dollar 38 by the hours and hours and hours of time spent listening to this endless drivel of content, the dollar cost average works out. Next up is the YouTube casualty for $6.66. The YouTube casualty is loaded to the gills. Enjoy the archive ad-free as well as ad-free early access to special docu-style podcast videos, music reaction commentaries, and the like a month before they drop on YouTube, loaded with ads, I might add. You're also going to get exclusive content and behind the scenes content that is not available on YouTube or anywhere else. So you get to peek behind the veil. And believe me, there's a couple of choice pieces. Most of all, more than anything, whether you join the Patreon or not, I just wanna thank each and every one of you that comes to the channel, that watches all the shows, that leaves comments, that participates, that subscribes, that's really the most important thing. This is just trying to find a way to earn a living as an artist. And with that, thank you for my TED Talk. Join the Patreon, because we need you! 66 cents.